Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CBS Sports' Jamie Eisberg, he joins us here. He's going to join us throughout the football season once again. And if you haven't had your fantasy football draft, you're likely having it this weekend once you get through the four preseason games. And uh, I would guess, Jamie, it's a good thing if you've been waiting until the end of the preseason because over the last week you've had a couple more big injuries go down. you got Spencer Ware, Kansas City. You got Julian Edelman, New England. So let's start there. Uh, what, what what do those two injuries mean for the the, the guys who are going to step into those roles, and what do they mean for the guys around them? Yeah, uh, good morning, guys. Uh, don't forget the Cameron Meredith uh, injury for the Bears because that's the guy that was going to be you know a, a potential starter for fantasy owners in three receiver leagues. And so and so, what does it mean for for the guy? Like, is anyone stepping into those roles? Uh, worth drafting or or certainly worth picking up and starting? In Chicago, it's probably, uh, you know, you're looking at end-of-bench guys. Kevin White, the, the you know premier receiver there, uh, based on where he was drafted, but he's had such a hard time staying healthy that this is a big, big opportunity for him. And then a guy who you may have heard of is uh, Kendall Wright, who's bounced around the league a little bit, but he's got some upside when he's been a starter, and now he's going to see a lot of targets. So, you know, if some of the guys were undrafted, I would take White first over Kendall Wright. Um, but those guys have an opportunity. And then you look at, you know, in the in the Kansas City situation, Kareem Hunt now becomes a, a third-round pick if you haven't drafted yet. He's in the uh, discussion, I would say, to be the first or second rookie running back this year um, because he's playing for Andy Reid. And then with New England, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a situation where I, I think you, you would say a, a wide receiver that had 159 targets, uh, you know, one of the, the best, you know, receivers for, for a team goes down that, that everybody would fall apart, but... That's not the case in New England. I think you see Brandon Cooks get the bump. Uh, Chris Hogan certainly becomes more fantasy relevant. I wouldn't go crazy with him, though. And then Danny Amendola is not back on your radar, but that's a, a similar situation to right where you're taking him with a late-round pick. Okay, very good. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It happens every year, though, and those are some of the bigger names that it's happened over the last week or so, especially the last time since we've talked to Jamie. Uh, this Dolphin team that plays tonight against Minnesota – I want to look at Jarvis Landry here, okay? How much do you expect his production, if any, to to drop from the last couple of years? And not even so much because of Jay Cutler, but really because uh, it seems like we all believe that Devontae Parker is going to be big time. It's another reason as well, because when they were running the ball successfully last year, just based on volume, the targets came down. So he loses a little bit. You know, he's not going to be terrible, but... You know, this was a guy that in standard scoring leagues where you don't get rewarded for catching the ball, he was a borderline number two, number three guy because of the touchdown. Now you take away a couple of yards, you take away a few catches. Uh, I don't know if he loses more than, you know, a a touchdown, but he was a a four-touchdown guy to begin with. And so, you know, you're talking about a situation of can uh, can he increase his production? I don't see it because, like you said, Parker should be better. Stills is still there. Thomas will take away some production as well. 
So it could be uh, could be a little bit of a frustrating year for Landry. You can uh, we can take a few phone calls if you want to get in for Jamie here seven eight six three six zero zero seven ninety if you got some fantasy football questions for him. Jamie, I know O line aren't sexy when it comes to fantasy football, but what is like a mismatch offensive line or the possibility of your starting center Pouncey not being in the mix? What does that do to a JJ in terms of where he might be slotted as, as a fantasy you know, draft? Yeah, it's it's gonna hurt a guy, you know, if he doesn't have Pouncey in there. And I I think if you're you know, ask me uh, where I would rank a guy with a healthy penalty for 13 plus games. He's a uh, you know borderline top five running back. You know, I have him ranked sixth right now just because I think penalty healthy coming into the season. That's what you have to bank on. He loses penalty as we saw last year. Uh, numbers not as exciting. Uh, production not there as, as much. And you know, now without Brandon Albert and Tunsil, you know, manning that left side like we saw last year, they were very good. Hopefully, the the guard play is. Uh, is better. So I, I think Ajayi needs a healthy Mike Pouncey to be great. He'll still be good without Pouncey. So, you know, if you're into Jay Ajayi and, and think he's going to have a big season, you're rooting for Mike Pouncey as well. Let's uh, let's bounce around a little bit here. Uh, Andrew Luck is his situation there in Indianapolis is dicey. So what does that mean for a big-time wide receiver like T.Y. Hilton? It hurts, but, you know, I, I think people are getting a little bit overblown with uh, where Andrew Luck is and, and downgrading T.Y. Hilton a little bit too much. You know, unless Luck is placed on the pup list, which is still a possibility, you know, the reserve pup list, which would mean he's out for the first six weeks, then T.Y. Hilton's really going to suffer. But as far as all the reports indicate, Luck should be back maybe week two, maybe week three. So if you're losing two weeks of Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, How do we lose? as soon as you possibly can. What uh, again? We we got we got a couple open lines here. If you want to get in, if you're on hold, we'll we'll get you in real quick for Jamie seven eight six three six zero zero seven ninety. How about Dallas? Okay, Dak Prescott second year. Ezekiel Elliott. We're, we're I think we're hoping that there's going to be a resolution today, right? Are, are we going to know what's going on by the end of today? I I think they have to make a decision by tomorrow, as far as I understand. So okay. it would be nice if it is today, but. You know, it's going to be interesting if, if the uh, if there's an injunction and, and the suspension is, uh, you know, put on hold, as we saw with Tom Brady the first time around with the flake gate, you know, and he plays the whole season in terms of Elliott, then you're going to get a lot of people that are going to have a great start to their draft to their seasons if they got him in the second or third round. Uh, if, in fact, the suspension does hold, you'll have to manage through it. But uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a waiting game with how to evaluate the Cowboys coming into the season. I still think, though, that we're going to get the suspension reduced to some capacity and you'll have Elliott probably by week four or week five. Um, and, and Prescott and, and Des Bryant will have to, uh, you know, step up in, in the games that, that Elliott's out. But that week one game against the Giants is going to be tough. The Giants defense is great, and, and Des got a tough matchup with those cornerbacks, and Dak's certainly going to have a tough matchup with, uh, with that pass rush. For folks who are having their draft this weekend, okay, what's the difference between Ezekiel Elliott's suspension being held up and let's say Ezekiel Elliott's suspension being cut in half. How does that? How does it shift uh, his draft status one way or the other? If it's reduced to four games or less, I'm taking him at the end of the first round. If not, you know, somewhere around ten overall. Because as we saw last year with Le'Veon Bell, who was limited to uh, suspended for three games, uh, you can still get great production from that guy. And you just have to think of it as a marathon and not a sprint. Um, if it's uh, held at six games, I think he's still going to go in the back end of the second round, beginning of the third round. And if it's you know. Uh, uh, you know, stay with the injunction. Uh, he'll go back to being the third overall pick behind Johnson and Bell. So uh, there are going to be a lot of drafts that are you know shifted heavily depending on how this goes. Like just to give you an example, I drafted last night. I took Elliott with the uh, the last pick of the second round because I had the first overall pick, and I have David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm sure everybody in the league that I'm with is going to be really pissed off if that's the case. 
Yeah, and folks got to remember, like, if the Ezekiel Elliott suspension is, is upheld, that's coming back in week eight because Dallas has a bye in week seven, and most fantasy football regular seasons are 13, maybe 14 weeks. So you're missing uh, the first seven weeks with one of the top guys. That, that's, that's a big deal, right, Jamie? It is, but just to put it into perspective, you know, two of the best running backs from a year ago were Ajayi and Jordan Howard. Howard didn't get his first start until week four, and Ajayi really didn't get going until week five, and then week six was when he had the first 200-yard game. So you can manage through your season, and then you get that guy dropped in your lap. The easy thing to do is make sure you target Darren McFadden because that offensive line for Dallas has been so exceptional. Go back to DeMarco Murray 2014, McFadden in 2015 was a 1,000-yard rusher. They will make McFadden capable enough to get you through the early part of your season. If you miss on McFadden, Jacquez Rogers is going to start three games for the Bucks without Doug Martin there. Think about the Dolphins linebacker situation and what Rogers could potentially do in that Week One game. So there are guys that can get you through those early parts of the, the early part of the season and those early few games. Someone will emerge off waivers if you draft correctly. You'll have enough guys. So it's definitely manageable. It's not ideal, but it's manageable, and you can still get by with Elliott coming in in Week Eight and then maybe have a chance to steamroll your league. All right, let's roll through a few calls here. So let's let's make them quick. In and out, get right to your question. Let's start off here with Amin. Amin, go ahead with your question for Jamie. Yeah, how you doing, Jamie? Uh, 2015 champion for Benzanee League. Um, I wanted to know, should I um, come in? I got the fifth pick. What should I go? Receiver, running back, running back, receiver, or best player available? Thank you. I'm always going to go in with, uh, you know, best player available mentality because you don't want to, you know, pass up something that is staring you in the face. But, you know, you want to have an idea of who you're going to take in the first round. So I think you said you're picking third. Um, that, that's the, you know, prime spot right now for Antonio Brown, unless, of course, we get the news that Elliott's going to play week one. So uh, Antonio Brown or Ezekiel Elliott, and then you just kind of react in the second round. All right, here is Rob. Rob, go ahead for Jamie. Yeah, hi, uh, 2010 champ. Just wanted to find out, uh, Tyreek Hill's status, does his uh, value jump up? And Matt Ryan, is his value going to go down since Shanahan left? Because I see him leaving like in the fifth or sixth round. I love everybody giving their fantasy resume. Got it. Um, Got it. I'm, t- I'm 2003, by the way. Letting you know. <laughs> 2003, I, you had a dry spell. I think with, uh, with Tyreek Hill, yes, his value goes up, but I wouldn't overvalue him because this is still an offense that I believe it was the 2014 season, Alex Smith went the entire year without throwing a touchdown to his wide receiver. So um, you you don't over go crazy just because he's going to get a bump. But he is going to be much, you know, uh, have the chance to be better without Jeremy Macklin there. So fifth round is where I would look for Tyreek Hill. And then, yes, Matt Ryan will take a little bit of a step back because of the offensive coordinator change because last year he was uh, playing at a pace that's kind of hard to repeat. You know, fewer pass attempts for the number of fantasy points that he scored. So it's uh, going to drop a little bit, but he's still a top-ten quarterback. Let's go with Corey. Corey, go ahead with your question for Jamie. Hi, guys. Uh, the only back-to-back league champion the Denver League has ever seen. Uh, quick question about the Packers running back uh, <laughs> scenario. Uh, Ty Montgomery, do you think he's a lock to start the whole season to see Jamal Williams excelling as a rookie and having a breakout campaign? You know, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with uh, Jamal Williams in the preseason. You know, he had the opportunity to start the uh, second preseason game with Montgomery dealing with a leg injury. And so uh, he hasn't exactly uh, lived up to my expectations. But I'm still taking him with a late-round pick because Montgomery's still a converted wide receiver to running back. And I don't know if what we saw last year where they didn't really give him the chance to have a full workload in a lot of games, if that carries over again to the season. So it's not a bad idea to still stash Jamal Williams. But right now Montgomery does look like the guy. I just don't like where he's going in drafts, you know, third round in some cases, fourth round in others. Um, I just don't expect him to live up to that over 16 games. I, I'm, I'm well aware I could be wrong on this, but 
Um, Jamal Williams is still a very uh, big stash candidate for me on draft. Good job, Jamie. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Have a good weekend. Amber, don't forget to draft tonight. Oh, I won't, although you stack the cards against me. I noticed not only are you starting the draft, not till 9 p.m., but uh, you gave me a very low pick there, Jamie. Who should I draft tonight, Jamie? That should have been my question. Uh, sorry. <laughs> don't tell her. Don't tell her. All, All right. Players. See you, Jamie. See you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.